You're listening to Outlandish Outcasts at outlandishoutcasts.com. Welcome to Outlandish Outcasts. I'm your host, Al. With me, as always, the lovely Desi. How are you doing tonight, Desi? You know, I think I'd do better if you didn't cut me off so quick when I'm talking to you right beforehand. Well, usually when I say, are you ready? And you tell me you're ready like 15 minutes ago, but you never really stop talking. because you give the me only the, time. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. And I'm going to do this and this and this and this. It's the only time I have your full attention. This you're actually paying attention to me. That's why I do that. I actually pay attention to you a lot more, but it's not recorded, so I can't prove it. I don't think you do. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think you nod your head a lot, like mm-hmm. you're paying attention, mm-hmm. it, just like that. Yeah. Yep. yep. And you do that. Yep. The act of listening. But when you're yupping, are you really listening? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, big week next week. Yes. Yay. It will be our potiversary. I hate that word. Next week. Did um, I make that up or is that I've actually the heard, word? I've heard people say it before. Um, I've just been saying it. Happy Potiversary. Happy Potiversary. We will have made happy it 52 weeks in a row. Happy Potiversary. I can't even sing it right. We'll have never missed a week. We haven't missed a week. So for a year straight, I think that's pretty cool dedication. We're freaking amazing. It's kind of outlandish, actually. That's because we're a bunch of outcasts. <laughs> I mean, we didn't even take vacation days. What kind of a job is this? What a rip. <laughs> I don't even get paid to do this. Yeah, well. At least Joy I get to is s- enough payment for me. Aw, you're so full of <laughs> shit. Anyway, we plan to have a special guest next week. Yay, and, I'm so excited about it. And a little, we're going to get a little on the personal side and learn a little bit about your outlandish outcasts. Yep, not too personal, though. No, but Although, a little personal. The the little person, not the little person. The little person. <laughs> We're having a little person come over? <laughs> not little at all. Okay. But um, the person doing this could get a little devious. Well, he could. Because he's like that. He could. He so could. I'm a little scared. But tune in next week to find out who it is. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> anyway, and <laughs> I believe you demanded to go first this week. I did demand to go first, and I just want to explain real quick. I'm starting with this, just kind of like rip off that Band-Aid type thing. Because I saw okay. it, I thought it was cool. And it's not really something we normally talk about, but it's a current event, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And then I'm going to end with the most interesting thing. I just don't want people to like tune out the moment they start hearing words like, covid Mm, okay so as we're all locked in our houses unless you are somebody has to work in a store or you're a nurse or a doctor Mm -hmm. or some essential health worker that has to leave their house um so with the quarantine in place and if you're just sitting around the house because we're all on lockdown or whatever Mm -hmm. well we're not all but a lot of us are on lockdown. And once you've listened to the whole back catalog of Outlandish Outcasts, you might have something to do. I don't know. Definitely have something to do. I mean, this will be the 51st episode. Yes. So that's like, and they're at least a half hour to an hour long. Yeah. So it all depends. Um, this, though, is if you are trying to come out of the quarantine with more than just an overgrown hairdo. 
<laughs> okay. Um, the Museum of Modern Art, MoMA, in New York City, is here to help with array of free online courses. Ooh, I've seen so, a bunch of places doing on free online courses during this. Like Harvard's got a bunch, Yale's got a bunch. I thought this was kind of cool, though. Like anyone who's artsy fartsy, because mm -hmm. sometimes when you're a little bit on the creative side and cleaning's not really your thing. Mm -hmm. You are like, what am I going to do with myself? Yeah. I'm dying. I can't get out and see nature. I can't go talk to people. I'm going nuts here. What to do? So they have these courses. Um, they're designed for everyday people to deepen understanding or to get a deeper understanding and appreciation of museums, wide ranging collections um, with modern and contemporary art fashion and photography cool so um these and then three of the classes are designed specifically for teachers or homebound parents looking to create lesson plans and interactive exercises for kids hmm. so they have what is contemporary art modern art and ideas seen through photographer or photographs fashion and design and then um in the studio, post-war abstract painting. And then the three that they have for like teaching is art and inquiry, museum teaching strategies for your classroom, art and ideas, teaching with themes, art and activities, interactive strategies for engaging with art. So even if you were homeschooling your children prior to this, mm -hmm. good chance, good opportunity to even jump on this on top of like teachers. Like this is something I could see us doing with both of our kids, yeah. though, because one's more creative than the other, but they both enjoy some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. I was I was reading an article this week about you know, kind of things to do at home in this time, and one of the things I found that I thought was really cool was there's a bunch of museums doing virtual tours, <gasps> and I thought that's really cool, like Is a the really Smithsonian good idea. On there, I'm not. I don't know because you couldn't even know. go there and like see the whole museum no. in one day. No, I don't oh. know if they were. I, I'm not sure if they were, but uh, I know there's a bunch of museums out there that are doing virtual tours for. I should check that out. Yeah, that I would, be, would be, cool. be amazing. Really yeah, cool. definitely go check that out. Mm -hmm. Like. But yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. I I know I try to like stay away from it because everybody, most people are sick of hearing it. I know I try to keep up on updates, but it's kind of depressing. So yeah, it, I it, just it's tough to keep up with and try to stay happy and sane. So so definitely that's why I was like mm, this first one. But just know they get better. They do get better. Mm -hmm. I am saving the best for last for my topic here. <laughs> so. So I did want to bring that up because most most people are homebound, yes, or at least they are. half of us. So. They are. All right. Well, my first story is actually comes for the same reason. Uh-oh. We're getting on a trend. But it's not about... Well, it's about a study Harvard did. A study Harvard did. Yeah, Harvard did a study, um, and they found something... Very interesting to be just as deadly as smoking. Um, Guess what it was? Drinking alcohol. No. Have, um, having no friends. Well, yeah. Like, they even say, and this is probably because I went to school for it, 
But if you don't interact with the child within their first year mm-hmm. or two, they're probably going to be your sociopath. Mm-hmm. So Definitely. because interaction means a lot um, or you get feral children out of it. Yeah. Uh, researchers at Harvard found that uh, uh, bl- uh, blood levels or blood containing um, the protein, and I'll have the name of it here in just a second, but there's a protein in your blood that if you have too much of it, um, it can cause heart attack and stroke. Like it significantly cholesterol. Eat, signi- no, it's, I'm going to get to it in a second. <laughs> it significantly increases your chance for heart attacks and, and strokes. Uh, that that protein is fibrogen. Okay. And everybody's got some fibrogen in their blood. Smokers have a very high level of fibrogen in their blood, and lonely people have that same level, Aww. high level of fibrogen in their blood. Um. So, like I said, Harvard did this study, and it turned out every time they every time they ran the tests, every time they you know, tested people who were you know isolated and alone, they all had these higher risks, especially for stroke and heart disease. And I thought at this time, there's a lot of people out there who are alone. You know, I can't. It's, it's not a good time to be bringing this up. Oh, you can't get in to see your doctor right now. No, but what you can do if you know somebody who is alone and you're friendly with them, you can give them a call. This is you can true. talk to them. That's why I this wanted to bring true. this up because I feel very lucky. I have a family. I don't ever feel like I'm alone. But if I was, I could not imagine going through this right now, completely alone. Can't talk to anybody. Not supposed to go out, but how do you just stay home and look at the walls? Like, I, I'm very thankful to be in the situation we're in. And then after reading this study and how it's physically it is unhealthy for you to not have social inter- interaction at all, I thought that was um, important to point out. Yes. I'm glad you feel lucky. Just also feel lucky you're not buried in the garden yet. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you bury me in the garden? Where else am I going to bury you? It's We're on lockdown. I can't leave the house. If I like park on the side of the you road, somebody... Put me in a bag and there's a truck that comes along every week, picks me up, throws me in. All done. You don't think they're going to hear that the garbage load was a lot louder that week? I don't know. lady heard me digging in her dumpster yesterday. Dumpster diver. <laughs> Went Noth- digging for treasure. Nothing like a nine-year-old saying, Dad, that thing you threw... Or ten-year-old saying, Dad, you know that bag you threw away two days ago? Yeah, it had all the stuff from my locker in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Time to go diving in the dumpster. And then a lady comes out and you know asks if she needed need to, to call, call the cops. It's like, no, just getting back my garbage No, I'm just that trying to get your social security number, lady. <laughs> Can you just give it to me and make it easier? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, if you know anybody who's lonely, give them a call. Have a little chat with them. I'm not saying you have to, you know, do anything outlandish like an outlandish outcast would do, but just, you know. That might be a little odd. Think of the people in your life that might be alone and just give them a call. Aw. Not just during this time, though. No, all all the the time. time. All the time. All the time. So um, my next topic is... Okay, so China, preserving a dying tradition, the longhorn meow headdresses made of ancestors' hair. Have you ever heard of that? No. Okay, I'm going to show you a picture, and I can guarantee you I know what your response is going to be. Does that look familiar at all? 
No. Really? You've never seen that before? No, I've never seen that oh. thing that looks like the back of a recliner on somebody's head. No. It's not a back of a recliner. <laughs> Go to the website. Click the link. You can see the picture that there's pictures, but at least you can see what we're talking about here. Um, so in China, there's lots of, well, they say 55 different ethnic minorities um, that they recognize there okay. with different types of traditions. And the meow. Um, meow. Uh-huh. Meow. Um, they have this lunar festival. And they have other festivals and stuff. But during this, they wear this headpiece, hairpiece. Okay. It's called the hat hair. And it's like air, like H-E-I-R. So, and it's like that because it's made of uh, wool, linen, and then hair of the woman's ancestors. So it's been passed hair down. Hair of the woman's ancestors. Yep. They huh. put their own hair into this wig type thing, this mm-hmm. head piece, this hair. I don't even know what to call it, but um, a hat. <laughs> <laughs> and then. A hat would be a good word. They keep it on their head. They. After, because they put it through their hair, like they put it in a ponytail. I was kind of watching this and um, I went to different sites and I was kind of watching how they put it on. But they Mm -hmm. use like horns and they put the horns on and they wrap everything around the horns. And then they take this white ribbon and they like wrap it on their head so it stays there. Mm -hmm. And then these women, they wear their ancestors hat, hair. So. And they wear it through this festival. Um, They'll wear it like on busy tourist days and stuff like that. So it's like a geisha where Mm -hmm. they no longer are really there except for tourism. Now it's not like what it used to be. This is still what it's used to be. There's like 5,000 people in 12 villages and it's more of a povished area of China so they do work a lot of rice and stuff, so it's not very industrial. They don't make a lot of money there, and a lot of the younger people are moving away. But during these festivals, they come back to their community because it's part of their tradition. Okay. So, cool. But I thought it was kind of cool, and it kind of weirded me out just knowing that each of these wigs that have been passed down throughout generation, mm-hmm. there's hair in there from previous generations. That's a little weird. It's a little weird, but I was like, that's kind of cool. I mean, uh, tradition's tradition. There's, you know, obviously they don't think it's weird at all. They think well, it's totally normal. These people have been around for, they say, what is it, three to 6,000 years ago? Holy cow. So these things. Some old hair. Uh, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. And they're huge. They're like ginormous mm-hmm. on their head. But I mean, there's wool in there and stuff too. <laughs> but I just thought that was. This was pretty interesting. That is pretty so, cool. So go check out ch- one of the China traditions for for one little diverse group they have there. Cool, cool. Cool. Well, my next story is about an, a fight. Uh-oh. A fight between two states. What states? The state of Virginia. In West Virginia? Just Virginia. And then it turned into West Virginia? The state of Virginia has been fighting for the last hundred years. You said two states. With the state of Minnesota. Us? 
Yes, us. Wow. <laughs> Why? Um, Minnesota Private Marshal Sherman. Marshal Sherman. He was part of the 1st Minnesota Regiment of Volunteer Force uh, in, ah, the Battle of Gett- Gett- in the Battle familiar. of Gett- Gettysburg in 1863. Weird. He was one of the few people in this um, regiment to survive and be there when they when the North won that battle. So it's like the Sherman State Park. Yes. National. Yes. Isn't it a national state it park? It might be a national. Well, it wouldn't be a national state or park. State. It would be either a national park or a state park. I don't okay, remember. it's either state or national. Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> as he left that battle, he took um, a Confederate battle flag. Really? And for the last hundred years, Virginia has been asking for it back. And Minnesota just keeps saying no. <laughs> well, where is it even? Um, right now, it is in uh, the Minnesota Historical Center in St. Paul. Okay. Um, but they, uh, in 1961, uh, Virginia asked to have the flag back because they wanted to commemorate, comm- commemorate the 100th anniversary of the Civil War. Okay. And Minnesota just said no. Governor of Minnesota <laughs> said no. Nope. In 1998, uh, Civil War reenactors asked for the flag, and they threatened legal action. And um, a bunch of historians in Minnesota said, no, blood was shed for this flag, and it was our people's blood, and we're not giving it back. Why do they care now? I don't know. (laughs) In uh, 2000, uh, the Virginia legislature requested the flag, um, and Jesse Ventura said, why? We won. It's ours, not yours. (laughs) Of course, coming from the wrestler. Uh, and in 2002, um, the U.S. Army's chief of military history decided that the flag should be housed in Virginia. And Governor Mark Warner said of, of Virginia said it needs to be here. This is where it needs to be. And Tim Pawlenty said, no, we're not giving it up. That is funny. So it's still here. <laughs> you can go see it. Um, it is in, uh, it actually, it has been moved. I had a picture here at the St. Paul, uh, historical center in St. Paul, but it is now at the, or no, it still is there. It's still there. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the flag's there. It's bloodstained still. You can go see it. It's on display. And, um, I have a funny feeling it's going to be there for quite some time. Unless <laughs> someone like takes us like. Not realizing there's probably federal <laughs> charges that could be charged. The funny on part this. is actually it should be the other way around. But um, it reminds the federal government has said anything that was taken during the Civil War should be returned. Any any memorabilia, any flags, any things like that that were taken should be returned. Minnesota just said no. <laughs> we're not That's giving funny. it back. Our people died for this. We're not giving it up. That's funny. I just see this. It reminds me of like a high school mascot type thing. Yeah. It's not, but that's what I think of. And yeah, all it, I could see is it's like. It's kind of a similar. The I mean, Virginia's not, not similar, obviously. But coming know. over to the Minnesota school and <laughs> trying to heist our flag. Yeah. Our mascot. Well, they it's can't mascot. have it. We want it. It's ours. We want it fair and square. So there's a, a very historical uh, Confederate battle flag. In Minnesota. There's a lot of historical things in Minnesota. But weird. I'm just shocked they haven't come for it. Yeah. So. It's too cold. 
This is true. <laughs> this is true. And then in the summers, it's too humid yep. to want to even move. Yep. So they're like, why? It's, things probably ruined in this weather. I mean, but they want it back. They do. They want it back. We keep saying no. Maybe we should be nice and just like buy some generic thing and leave it on their step and we'll like put little things of blood yeah. on it or something. Yeah. Have like a, a fake one made up. Yeah. They'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> they haven't seen it in not 200 years, like, you know, 150 years. Um, They've never seen it, period. Uh, this is true. <laughs> the state hasn't seen it in like 200 years. Yeah. So. Well, my last story, as promised. This better be good. Are you ready to be grossed out? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So, oh, this is also in China. <laughs> so a man recently in eastern China visited a hospital with complaints of a crawling sensation in his right ear. Oh, my God. What the hell is in his ear? <laughs> Upon examination, the doctor found a spider that really made himself at home. <laughs> he had already spun a web. There is a video on the link. Oh, my God. You go on to the link. There is a video. He took, he couldn't see it by just a regular looking in the ear mm -hmm. thing. He had to take an endoscope into his ear. And he captured footage of the eight-legged intruder, which was shaped or which was shared online by Newsflare. Oh. <laughs> this is a horrible story you and people with things what didn't you do something some story with somebody who had a bunch of bees in them or something or in their eyeball oh yeah that's right that's right okay keep going <laughs> <laughs> so the video um shows a tube descending deep into the man's ear revealing a small spider squatting very comfortably near the eardrum and then the wispy pale um, filaments of its web are visible nearby. You can see it. I watched it. Really? So I didn't realize how whitish transparent the eardrum really is. It was hmm. kind of cool. So um, though it did not appear to have caught anything yet. So it was there though waiting. Mm -hmm. Waiting for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> gonna catch some earwax that's what i was thinking too first shower yum water so cases of spiders and insects taking up residence inside people's ears it is rare not that rare for me anyways but a boy from connecticut who complained of buzzing in his ear found a tick latch to his eardrum in florida a woman awoke from a sound um sleep to discover a cockroach had invaded her ear. Oh, my God. And just to add to the story, my own sister, when it, we were little, mm -hmm. she was like, my ear hurts. It hurts so bad. And, of course, our parents never wanted to take us to the doctor. We didn't have insurance, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. My dad had a job, just didn't offer mm -hmm. that. Eventually, after two days, my sister complaining, went to the doctor, and they pulled a box, or a box elder bug out of her oh ear. Oh, my God. Yep. What's it freaked, with ears? I'm like, freaked it's my sister right out. <laughs> nice and damp. I suppose a good good spot for bugs. It's like I a guess. little cave. Yeah. Ugh, gross. <laughs> I'm not gonna sleep tonight. <laughs> oh, whatever. Bugs in my ears. Do you know how many spiders you eat in oh, a I don't ear? Have I sleep with earbuds in, so nothing gets in my ears. <laughs> you sleep with one earbud this in. This is true. It's trying to hit, ignore to me, two. and not because I snore either. Uh, you're, I'm sound asleep by the time you come to bed. And then I'm like, are you sleeping? <laughs> <laughs> I was. <laughs> Why? So, 
Yep. So the patient with the spider in his ear um, sought treatment so quickly, quickly there was no damage in the eardrum. So. That's good. So, yeah, but the fate of the spider is still unknown. Oh, poor spider. Not really. <laughs> oh. People at work are like, oh, my God, spider. And I'm like, where I'll get it. I don't, I'm not afraid <laughs> of spiders, but one in my ear, yuck. Yeah. Like, I don't have, like, this fear of them. It's not like, I don't know. I have no problem touching a spider. But. I mean, you, you got to go to the doctor if it's in your ear because odds are it's got to be flushed out because you don't want to be shoving stuff in your ear no. like a q-tip to try to get it out because no, you're probably gonna, gonna do damage but yeah you know you get lucky and it laid some eggs and you got baby spiders and you know, <laughs> <laughs> at work like stuff. oh my god get him out get him out get him out and all the girls <laughs> freaking out at work like oh my god there's spiders coming out of her ears that Stay would be pretty funny. Uh, that would be hilarious <laughs> so horrible so my final story I I know you know this. I like, you know, most of my video entertainment is watching YouTube. I watch a lot of YouTube. It's YouTube that you actually watch? Yes. You just, I know you're paying it's more attention to a laptop than you are me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's <laughs> anyway, true. Anyway, I found a new channel. Oh, joy. <laughs> the name of the channel is I Open Doors. Okay. It is hosted by a, a, a Swedish guy. Don't know his name. He's never revealed his name. And there's about 340 videos on there right now. And just every day, he films himself opening a door. And that's the video. <laughs> <laughs> like public doors or uh, all kinds of different houses? doors. His most popular one is opening an airplane, airport, uh, bathroom in an airplane. That's his most popular video. <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> but it's got this kind of obsession on Reddit. <laughs> Their Reddit's kind of obsessed with this guy. I'm, um, I think I need a new boyfriend. So if anybody wants to get a hold of me, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But he, uh, uh, it's a Swedish guy. He decided, they didn't, The Verge did an interview with him. And he said he didn't want to, you know, reveal the, anything personal information about himself he didn't want his name out there but he wanted to see if he could get popular by doing something something average so he thought well i'll try opening doors and i'll put it on youtube and every day i'll be opening a new door i and put something on youtube that's average and nobody has watched it well it, i mean people have watched it uh, most but of apparently people don't want to watch people pooping on the toilet <laughs> no <laughs> maybe we'll get this that guy to come over and open the bathroom door <laughs> There's already a TikTok He's, video of Ava doing that with me on the potty. He has done um, a couple of collaborations with some other YouTubers where he opens the door and then it's a famous YouTuber behind the door. Those ones get a lot of views, but most of his videos get, you know, six, nine. 10 views but then he's got ones with Six, you know nine, 100 10 views yeah, not he's not good they're not getting many views oh oh uh, well then my pooping videos get more than that <laughs> recently they've picked up i mean his his airplane vi airport video in the airplane has like ten thousand views so he does have some views there but, wow but yeah what's I just it gonna take to get my my poopsie mix poops a lot out there i don't know just keep saying poopsie mix poops a lot maybe people will type it in yeah, probably not. <laughs> I haven't recorded a video in a long time, though, either. Anyway, check out the I Open Doors channel on YouTube. 
There'll be a link in our show notes. I open doors too. So do Someone I. Someone pay attention to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> pay attention to me. If you really want to pay attention to Desi, you can send her an email at Yay! outlandishoutcasts at gmail.com. I'm horrible at writing and using commas and grammar and stuff, so just be aware of that <laughs> when I respond. Yes. But yes, send me some information. I'd love to hear from you. I'm sure Al might like to. Just kidding. Maybe. <laughs> he will. Um, otherwise, you can come to our Facebook page, Out- Outlandish Outcast Podcast. Leave a comment, like the page, share, share, share. We are also on Twitter at Outlandish Casts. Yeah. <laughs> we should be doing that one last all we the should time. Be. We should be. But I can't do Facebook or Instagram because I don't use either one of them, so I don't feel right doing those ones. Yeah. And then, yeah, Instagram, Outlandish Outcasts. Share, share, like, give us some feedback. Rate us on whatever um, application you happen to be listening to this on. Um, if there isn't a way to rate us, well, then reach out to whoever made the application and tell them they need to put that in there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, be prepared because next week's going to be a big, big episode. It's going to be big. You get to know a little bit more about us instead of our odd stories. You get to hear about our odd selves. Yeah, you get to hear about our, our odd outlandish life. outlandish selves. Exactly. Exactly. And in the meantime, have a great week, everybody. Bye.